This episode of Another Great Day is brought to you by Trees. Shade, fruit, Groot, and family. (laughs) It's Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. I'm Groot. I mean, I'm Aaron. And this is Chris. Hello. And we'd like to welcome you back to another great day. Wait, what? what? January 17th. Okay, just making sure we could get through the date. (laughs) We did it. We did. The rest is smooth sailing. That's right. Well, Captain Chris, I am. I'm sorry to complain, but it's super cold out here. Are you sure we're headed the right way? Uh, no fear, Mister AP. I'm sure we're almost to our destination. Wait, wait, wait. Are Are you telling me, Captain Chris, that we're almost to Disney World? Uh, no, no, sir. We are going to the other happiest place on Earth, the Antarctic. <laughs> oh, all right. Can we go inside now? <laughs> uh, well, now that we're out of this weather, let's talk about this day in history. All right. In this day, 1773, Captain James Cook becomes the first to cross the Atlantic Circle. 66 degrees and 33. The Antarctic Circle. Oh, the Antarctic Circle. Thank you for that clarification. So, guys, I had to look into this a little bit. So I'm going to share with you what I found out. The Antarctic Circle is the southernmost five major circles of latitude that marks the Earth. Okay? So what does that mean? All right. Next time you look at a globe, look for the lines that go horizontally around it. Okay? Now, go all the way south to Antarctica and count the bottom circles up towards the equator. Okay, so from the bottom up, that's the area that good old Captain James Cook became the first to cross. Pretty cool, right? No, not just cool. Cold. Oh, dear. Yep. (laughs) I I have a a mnemonic device. Big word for how to remember things. Okay. Actually, it's the wrong. That's the wrong word. I have a device to how to remember this. Okay. I was in my mother's class, sixth grade social studies. Your mom was your teacher. My last name is Taylor. I called her Miss Tater Tot. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I was a sixth grader, so you know, whatever that means. <laughs> that, that's that. <laughs> she put on the board a globe and then she drew i think she drew on the chalkboard actually and she drew a belt and a little guy and his name was fat lat (gasps) latitude belt cool that's how i remember the latitude goes around like a belt yes horizontally around the globe like the equator right that's right just like we wear belts we don't wear them up and down like suspenders. We wear them like belts. Belts. Fat lat. Chris, I have a joke for you. Oh, dear. You ready? (sighs) Okay, I'm ready. All right, everybody, prepare your hearts. Here goes. Where is the Antarctic Circle? I I, I don't know. Standing right next to the Uncle Arctic Circle. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible joke, but technically it is a joke. Did you make that up? (laughs) 
Yes, I did. Wow, that's great. <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed that. You heard this first here on Another Great Day. All right. This next segment is called the question of the day. And if you're new to this, we'll ask the question and encourage you to stop down, answer the question with those around you. We'll give you about 10 seconds to answer. And if you need more time, feel free to pause the show and come right back. All right. Today's question is, what is the coldest day that you remember? All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to answer our question. We hope you had a good time discussing that. Uh, Chris, what's the coldest day that you'd remember? I remember um, uh, two years ago or so in the past in Texas, we had a very cold uh, couple days. So 2021-ish? Yeah, yep. The big cold spell that Texas lost power and it was crazy times. I remember going outside with my daughter wrapped up in these our most all of our coats and clothing and stuff because it was the single digits which has never happened to me before Mm. and i thought i have to be really 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 uh you know prepared to go outside because i've heard that if you go out when it's too cold you could have problems with your hands and your nose or you know you might get some kind of problem like coldness Yes, that, that may also just be in the negatives. I'm not sure. The frost could bite. Yeah, that those things. So me being not a northerner and used to this kind of stuff, um, I was just you know got really bundled up, and we had a great time out in the cold. Uh, although That's it was just awesome. still very cold. We later that same day it warmed up to nine or something, and I thought I need to chop wood for our fireplace to make heat. And uh, I did. And I ended up taking off layers of my clothing because I was getting hot and sweaty. (laughs) And I thought, I'm out in single-digit weather and just a long-sleeve shirt. You were Jeremiah Johnson of Corinth, Texas that day, sir. I I felt it was a weird feeling, and maybe I'm just, you know, just a Texan. I don't know. I don't know about the cold. (laughs) <laughs> but I felt like I was braving it. Well, I don't know. Anyway, tell me your story about the cold. No, that's great. That's a great story. And I can picture that. I can picture you doing all those things and getting sweaty in the cold, which is funny because then the sweat would freeze on your skin almost immediately. It's that cold. <laughs> I remember it being very, very, very cold that same year. And a friend of ours had had surgery on his foot, Jeremy Irwin. And he needed help getting his wiring set up so that he could set up his generator to power his fridge and his tankless hot water heater and some other things. He's pretty creative engineering wise. And so me and my friend Wes and allegedly your brother-in-law all went over to his house and... (laughs) And I got the I got voluntold to go outside and wire up some outdoor wiring, which would connect to an outlet that would connect to his generator. And so I'm outside in my um, best cold outdoor gear, sitting on a bucket, trying to use my fingers to twist and tie wires together in Metal like wires negative in the zero degree weather. Well, my friend who has a like boot on because he's had his foot worked on and can't walk anywhere 
is trying to help me and it's dark outside. So I, I set my phone on the ledge and I start playing music because I'm just that type of personality. If there's music on, I can kind of tune out and do whatever. So I'm, I'm out there twisting wires, listening to music. And all of a sudden, his 10-year-old son at the time, a nine-year-old son, walks around the corner unbeknownst to me and says, hey, Uncle Aaron. I go, because ah! <laughs> I, I had been outside freezing to death for so long. And finally, when the sweet young man comes walking around the corner, Micah asked me how I'm doing. I flipped out. Scared me to death. Oh, we had a great time. But anyways, got it all wired up and uh, worked like a charm in the future. So, yeah. So if you're in a place where your power is a little iffy, it's good to wire up for a potential generator in the future. And uh, I'd say I could help you with that, but I probably won't because I, I, uh, I've I been think burned. The better, advice, <laughs> the better <laughs> advice is to be near a, a Jeremy Irwin. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not the first or last time we will reference Jeremy. <laughs> he he just right. knows many things. So. Oh, that's very true. Very true, Chris. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. And we hope you had a good time answering that question amongst yourselves and uh, bonding a little bit. This next segment is called the Word of Wisdom. And the Bible tells us that wisdom is calling for us in the streets. In fact, it's calling for us in the city square. Wisdom wants us to find it. We just have to look. Today's word of wisdom comes to us from Proverbs 17, 5. All right, here we go. By insulting the poor, you insult your creator. You will be punished if you make fun of someone in trouble. All right, here's what I wrote. All people are made in God's image. And when you make fun of people, you're being mean about something God made. Also, and this is just really straightforward. Don't make fun of people who are in danger or in bad situations. Just just don't do it. That's really good, Chris. I think that's a good lesson. When you see someone who might be begging on the corner, you might be tempted to think, why don't they just go get a job? Go on, you bum. But that's easy to say. What's hard to do and what's a good challenge for us is to stop down and think, this is a human being made in the image of God. God cares about these people. And if you make fun of their situation, you're going to be in trouble. Not in trouble with the person in the car with you. You're going to be in trouble with the guy that created them. And that's God. You don't want to be in trouble with them. All right. Well, that's going to bring our show to a close, guys. We want to thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making it. And we hope you make it another great day. So, Chris, I have a question for you. (laughs) Sorry. No, Chris, I want you to take this seriously. Stop laughing. This all is right. serious. All right, no, all right. Chris, listen. Okay. Hey, look at me. I am the captain now, all right? I want to know. Where's Waldo? Stop laughing. Where is he? Chris. Only- stop. The only place I remember in all the books of where where's Waldo? Is it 
Are the books Where Is Waldo? No, it's no. just apostrophe. It's just an no, apostrophe. No. no, that's for nerds. Yeah. Where is Waldo? <laughs> where, where is Waldo? Uh, <laughs> where is Waldo? Um, my Martin Hanford. We wrote him a letter in third grade and he answered us, okay? You're offending my best friend Martin Hanford. Wait, is that who wrote Where is Waldo? Yeah, Martin Hanford. I've never we've heard we, the name We've actually talked about this in a previous episode. Really? Yes, my friend Greg Marshall in third grade wrote a letter to Martin Hanford, and he had it framed on his wall. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Waldo so I, take, f- I take great offense to you wondering, where is Waldo? Because no one ever wondered, where is Waldo? They wondered, where's Waldo? <laughs> yes, yes. I, <laughs> on our show notes, I wrote in bold the word is on purpose. <laughs> it's true. He <laughs> was so aggressive. <laughs> where is Waldo? I'm Aaron. Uh, where now, is he? <laughs> Now, the question is actually, where is Waldo to you? <laughs> oh, in your heart? <laughs> in your mind? To me, he's in the Roman Colosseum with all the weapons. See, okay? to me, he's in a library basement somewhere at some college. Full of other people that look similar to him. But he's lost a shoe and a cane and his bobble <laughs> hat. Luckily, Waldo had great friends. He had the wizard. He had Walda. And he had that dog, that cute dog that also had a hat on. And Oddlow, the oh, evil Waldo. Yeah, that was the reverse Waldo. We're not glad he had them, but, you know, adversity teaches us things. It's wait, good wait. to have enemies sometimes. Here's a topic. Why do twin bad guys always have a mustache? Mm, like Luigi and Waluigi? Mario and Wario? Is that true? Bullwinkle and Bullwinkle. No, both Mario and Wario have mustaches. No, all of those have mustaches. And the last one I made up, Bullwinkle did not have an <laughs> enemy named Fullwinkle. Actually, the only thing I'm referencing is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called Double Impact, where he, has a, he plays a twin of himself and the twin has a mustache. Hey, for the record, I do not have a mustache and you do have a mustache. <laughs> 